Hello again, Twihards. Welcome to our third episode in our Twilight mini series. That's right. Today we are talking about Emmett and Rosalie. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, Twilight Style, where Devin and I and our occasional guest, Gab and Goss, about our favorite and not-so-favorite ships of all time. That's right. And today, we are continuing with our Twilight series by examining another couple in the Cullen clan. That is an alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we're discussing Macho Emmett and Beauty Queen Rosalie. I have to be honest, like, upon first read, I loved these two. When I was young, I don't know what it was. They were my favorite. I feel like I remember you, like, going crazy about these two. One I you. don't know. And I honestly think, so Emmett, I think it's because Emmett, I thought Emmett was attractive. I mean, oh. <laughs> of course you did. You were a teenager. <laughs> yes. But rereading the series now, I have to say I have a few bones to pick with them um, mm. that I want to talk about today. Um, and a few things I picked up on, too, that I really like. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Devin. And we have a special guest, too. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of look into this couple because they were kind of when i first read the series i was like yeah whatever they're just a throwaway couple to me like i always saw right obviously edward bella jacob whatever you wanted to do there like that was the big thing but also i feel like a lot of people were harping on um alice and jasper and there wasn't mm-hmm. as much excitement Emmett about emmett rosalie so rereading it i was like oh wow okay i guess like there is more to them i just was really only focused on the first time i read it i was really only focused on these other couples sure um, but before we get too far into it um i wanted to introduce our fabulous guest um oh my gosh i just paused <laughs> i had a cough i'm so sorry are you good, are you good? <laughs> i'm good sorry um our fabulous guest camille osborne clark Camille graduated with a degree in English literature, a.k.a. the ability to analyze anything into the ground. And uh, (laughs) she became a Twilight fan because her brother-in-law sent a ton of memes referencing it. And since then, it's been a slippery slope. So now she overanalyzes Twilight into the ground. We are so excited to have you join us. Woo! Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) All right, so to start our episode off, we want to start with our little question of the week, Mm. uh, a quick check-in. So what are you both thankful for today? Go ahead, Camille. Um, I am thankful for caffeine, which is my answer every single day. (laughs) What's your go-to caffeine? Um, I, any sort of Mountain Dew, any sort of Mountain Dew. Fair enough, fair enough. Love Mountain it. Dew is great. Devin? I usually get my caffeine from tea or chocolate. Devin, Devin is a tea drinker. I just called you Tevin. Tevin. De- Devin and tea. Tevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what am I thankful for? Uh, it's the first recording episode of the n- new year, so that's exciting. Um, what else am I thankful for? I don't know. New beginnings. Happy New Year, everybody. 
Happy New Year is right. I was also going to say New Year's resolutions. Ooh, so thank em. you, Devin. No. Uh, <laughs> but I have made something close to 20 New Year's resolutions. Shut up. And Tom told me I had to do less. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but I kind of um, don't care. <laughs> so I'm thankful for new beginnings and New Year's and all of that. Um, and I'm thankful for friends because fun New Year's party, it was all Yes, very good. it was a blast. Yep. Cool. All right. We'll love that. Um, so let's get into details on Rosalie and Emmett. And we're going to start with a... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Before we get in too far, and I know this is our third Twilight episode, so y'all should know that uh, we are going to get into plot details <laughs> about these two, um, about the whole, you know, the movies, the books, Midnight Sun can be thrown in there. Um, so just want to give you a spoiler alert before we get too far ahead. Um, but yes. Let's talk about Rosalie and Emmett. A quick summary before we discuss. So, <clears throat> much of what we get about Rosalie and Emmett starting over, similar to Jasper and Alice, um, is through the eyes of Bella and Edward. So, we know that Rosalie came into the family. Carlisle was hoping as a mate for Edward, actually, at first. Mm -hmm. But the two did not mix, which I find really funny. Um, Rosalie is a fiery and independent and beautiful woman. And Edward's a little bit more subdued and reserved. So, <laughs> the two of it. them together uh, <laughs> definitely don't mix. Um but our first glimpse of her is actually how badly she treats Bella. Uh, and we learn later it's because she actually would not have made the choice Bella wants to make. So she's she doesn't just hate her for no reason. She's just sort of angry that she would take for granted her human life. Um, so Emmett, you know, we meet Emmett. He's just sort of a big guy, the strongest Cullen. I think Bella likes him from the beginning because he's funny and likable, mm -hmm. um, which is a great contrast to Rosalie's intensity. He's up for anything most of the time, um, but he's a very competitive dude. So that is Emmett. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, in Midnight Sun, actually, I thought this was really cool. Um, we actually get to see more of how close and friendly he is with Edward. They're like the two best bros in the family, which is neat. Um, so it's it's just sort of a different side to Emmett that we don't get to see in the original books. Mm -hmm. um, in Eclipse, we learn a bit about their past. You know, Rosalie had a tragic encounter. Um, she was assaulted by her fiancé and a group of men. Um, and it's just tragic. Like, when I read her story in Eclipse, I was like... I was in tears. I was crushed. Um, but she was left to die when Carlisle found her and changed her. Um, and she came back to haunt all of those terrible men, which go Rosalie, uh, in her vampire life. She was thankful to Carlisle for saving her, but she absolutely resented being a vampire. Um, mostly because she wanted to have a baby and she felt that that opportunity was uh, taken from her. Later on, we find out that she brings Emmett home to be saved after a bear attack, um, and it's clear that she loves him, so Carlisle turns him as her mate. They go through, like, a wildly passionate time in the beginning. <laughs> like, wildly <laughs> passionate. Uh, and then they eventually settle in and become sort of more of a foundational part of the Cullen family. <clears throat> um in Breaking Dawn, Rosalie actually kind of flips and becomes Bella's, like, best friend because she's her fierce protector and advocate when no one else will support her um, in keeping Renesmee her baby. 
and she becomes a great friend rather than foe to her. These two are super passionate, uh, Rosalie and Emmett, that is, and we see that throughout the series in many different ways. Um, so that's my little summary on Rosalie and Emmett. Woo! Um, and let's just dive right in. Let's do so it. We're going to get started here. Devin, you want to go for the first question? Let me start us off. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, number one, what does Emmett see in Rosalie? What makes these two work? I mean, my favorite thing throughout the series is that she call, is that he calls her Angel because he yes. sees her as <laughs> this wonderful woman who saved him from dying due to a bear attack. And I yes. just, I think it's adorable. So, obviously, we've got... Um, that dynamic of he's like she's my angel I adore her and she adores being adored and she he's does. just he's he's very gentle I think in opposition to um, her fiance who in all fairness killed her yeah. um, mm-hmm. so I I think you've got that wonderful just super powerful woman and himbo who worships the ground she walks on Mm-hmm. It's great. And I think what's really amazing about it is, so Rosalie, like, even though in her human life, she was very much this beauty queen who, like, was kind of the, almost like an arm piece to the guy she was with because he didn't appreciate her for who she was. Right. Um, Emmett, like you said, just worship the ground that she walks on, worships the ground that she walks on. But not only that, he, like, lets her be herself like Mm. that is such a beautiful thing is like rosalie at times like she's very hot-headed she'll like go off and emmett's like yeah that's just rose and it's like so great because no other man (laughs) no other man in the twilight universe could deal with her and it is so funny to see like how she interacts with the werewolves how she interacts with bella like if she doesn't like you you are going to know it and with emmett he's just like the most likable human on on the planet or human most likable vampire but the most likable being on the planet so like him and rosalie just work together so well because they let each other be themselves um and that's what i think makes them work is they're both pretty independent beings um they just adore and worship each other um and they're there to support each other and kind of let let each other be Mm -hmm. do their own thing so i think that's really great no i agree i think they work well in allow like you said allowing each other to just be their own person um they don't try to manipulate or control the other one um there's never any um although they might disagree they they norm like it's not hmm like (sighs) she might not always be on the same page as him (laughs) (laughs) definitely not but they know how to work as a team as a unit like even in their fighting like their fighting style in their decision making like he's usually able to like talk her down or at least Mm -hmm. help her come to her own realization um he never tries to manipulate or control her and vice versa she doesn't she doesn't do the same to him either he she 
might not support him in all of his decisions in supporting Bella, but she still allows, like, she doesn't judge him for the decision that he makes either. Yeah, she doesn't cut him off right. or anything. Like, she she is hot-headed, but something about her that's great is when Emmett is on a different term than her, she doesn't, like, you know, give him the cold shoulder mm-hmm. or whatever. She just kind of lets him be, which is great. Yeah, and I agree with what uh, Camille said, is that, like, they both see each other in this cutesy um like angelic view um they both uh, see each other's light spots in a sense um they know that they both had a rough past and they want to be each other's future Mm -hmm. so yep great Okay, next question. So these two are definitely the more passionate among the Collins, <laughs> as we mentioned. Uh, why are they both physical people? Like, what is it that draws them together in that way? And do you have do do they have any real connection underneath the physicality? That's just hormones. That's <laughs> I, they got hormones. <laughs> I. As a 20-something recently married woman, I understand that hormones are <laughs> off the charts. That's what happens. And they're just stuck like that forever. You've got the stamina and the hormonalness of a very young adult for eternity. Of course, that passion That's is just going to drag out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's a real connection under all of that because... They've been together for over a century. I feel like at a certain point, if they <laughs> were like, point. this ain't working, this ain't working. I think they'd definitely be, they could, I mean, they're still in the same clan, so that'd be awkward. But like, yeah. they'd probably be like, nah, we're done. But they we're keep done. getting, one of like their shticks is they just keep getting remarried every few years just because they love yeah. each other so much. My heart. No, and Literally. I agree with that. I think it's because of th- their... um because they want to keep renewing their vows in a sense, like they keep that spark alive and they, they are young. They like, they're still that young thriving young couple. Uh, like they're on their honeymoon at constant, like they're still on their honeymoon phase. Apparently like it's just continuous for them. Um, yes, they had, they are very physical. Why they are, pa- I think they're just passionate people. Although, yeah. although like they're both like stone, um, they have like stubborn. Yeah, they're stubborn in their own ways. They're both very physically strong, but also just like emotionally strong. They project their passion in this way, so, so they're just very physical with each other. Yeah, I think you're right. Like they're just in their emotions. You can see their passion. Mm-hmm. So that kind of translates to their physical nature too. Um but I I totally agree. Like I think that they have a real connection under just like the sensuality, the right. physicality. I think there's more to it because you can even see Emmett like if it was just the physicality, Emmett would not deal with her outbursts. No. And like Rosalie would not deal with his outbursts in different ways. So I think, and, and also it's like stupid, like funny attitudes sometimes. Like she would not deal with it. So I think the two of them, you can actually see over their time together, they've really grown um, to understand each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And 
um, Rosalie even to step off if she's being too intense or Emmett to, you know, take a little bit extra, even if it's not natural to him, take a little bit extra to try and figure out what's wrong with her um, in any moment. So I think there's a lot more to it, a lot more commitment. And like you said, and it's Camille. it's in those moments that you can see that he really cares for her. Like he wants, yeah. he wants to... Um, like this is his family and he wants it all to work together like yeah he might be like this big strong like almost considered <laughs> like he's not dumb but he's not like no. he's not like the smartest of the colons either he doesn't right. try to he's the brawn yeah he's he like he doesn't yeah. try to grow musically or in his um like he doesn't have a specific hobby that he kind of grows at like some of the others do um but you can see it in these moments that he just like really wants the unit to stay together like and no matter what like he loves on rosalie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to keep that to keep that unit together Yes, indeed. Cool. Okay, so I really want to talk about this. Oh, Devin, you you'll read it. I'll read it. I'm excited, <laughs> She's excited to talk about this. <laughs> All right. So very quickly, Rosalie doesn't take a liking to Bella. Do you resent her for this? Is she selfish or selfless? What do you think, Camille? I I something I've been saying for a while is that I would read the heck out of a book from everyone's perspective. Yeah, because I would. I too. do think um, from a, definitely the perspective of Bella, she's being very selfish. She's being um, she's not allowing her to make her own decisions. She's um, shaming her for the decisions she wants to make. But then if you see it from Rosalie's perspective, she thinks being a vampire is the worst thing that's ever happened to her and she wouldn't wish that on anyone even bella who she doesn't really care for even she wouldn't wish that upon bella so i think it really depends on whose point of view you're looking at yeah i think there are elements i i think there are elements of selfishness and selflessness in what rosalie is doing here um you know i I just kind of liked her in the beginning because I also had issue. I took issue with some of the rash decisions <laughs> Bella was making at times, and I was like, "Girl, like you're the you only, need some you're life the only perspective." One that's actually processing this, Rosalie. <laughs> right? Like, please, you need some life perspective. And and I think Rosalie has been through enough in her life that, that she has I don't. Yeah, she almost. It's not that she has a right to act the way that she's acting, but I completely, completely understand it. Mm-hmm. Because think of the things that she's been through and the tragedy she went through, and that was ultimately what brought her to becoming a vampire. Right. Which is the worst thing, like you said to her. Um, and then Bella is just going to come in here and do it because because I want to. After a couple months of For knowing love. this guy, yeah. So it's like, ultimately, I completely understand where she's coming from. Obviously, she takes it a little too far. I think there are points where she says things and does things that one of the like one of the inspirations for why she doesn't want it is that she also just thinks it's annoying. Right. Like I think she thinks one, she she's annoyed that Edward likes Bella because why doesn't he like me? Like not that she likes Edward, but there's this whole thing about how she likes to be the prettiest and most like adored woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did why didn't he like me? But he likes this like plain girl. Secondly, she doesn't really want to have to like move around, change things, and she knows Bella will interrupt well, her life. Yeah. And those are the selfish reasons. The selfless reason is the ultimate factor is that she 
doesn't, doesn't want, want Bella to make yeah. this decision rashly. Um, so I, I or doesn't want both. to condemn her to something that she's rushing into that she doesn't really understand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's hard to not. This is something that we haven't talked about um, in our other episodes, but it's hard not to notice the drawn out, not drawn out, but the high inspiration of Romeo and Juliet in mm-hmm. <laughs> in um, uh, Twilight, the Twilight Saga. Like it's yep. heavily. I think there's even a time where she's referencing. Um, Romeo and Juliet, the movie, or something in one of the books. I don't remember which one it is, but um, Stephanie Meyer writes Romeo and Juliet into the text. Um, so it's it's there, guys. Like it's not, and it's not hidden either. They're not. They they obviously are talking about yeah the unrequited love, right? So, um, and that's what I'm teaching right now with my classes. So that's why it's like fresh in my memory. But we see like you're teaching Romeo and Juliet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but you see like them just running into it and there's all this warning about like, be careful, like fire and gunpowder, like when combines, they explode. So take it, like go slowly and they still rush into it. And here Rosalie's like, again, this is a bomb waiting to explode. Like, why don't you guys like, I don't know, process this instead of just rushing into it. And granted, uh, Edward is the one that's like overly processing it, whereas Bella just wants yeah. to dive right in. Um, so that aside, um, I can see how she is being selfish and selfless at the same time, as Stephanie already like laid it out for us. Um, she does want to be the one that's Most adored. Yes. <laughs> Most the loved. The fairest of them all. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah, she definitely wants that title. And f- rightly so. She's had it for a while. But, <laughs> 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 but um, there's also that selfless nature of just wanting to make sure that they're making it, they're making this decision or that she's not, like I said, condemning herself to a life that she doesn't want because there's no going back. Once it happens, there's literally nothing nothing besides death that can stop this mm-hmm. um so she I, I can see both sides of her being selfish of the matter but also um when we do get her side of the story we do see that selfless nature of her wanting to protect bella in a way yeah for sure so a little bit of a sour note here the the <laughs> new moon moment uh so rosalie rosalie is actually the reason that edward believes bella committed suicide in new moon um how do we feel about this <laughs> uh, this is the one moment where i do judge her <laughs> well so here's my first question before we die Ivan, did she know that Alice, what Alice saw was not really suicide when she told Edward? I think she, because I think she thought it really was. I think so, because that's what Alice believed it to be. Right. And that's the so, only way that she was able to, like, communicate, like, right. she so was just really, hearing what Alice was telling What her. we're asking here is, what do we think about Rosalie having told him what she knew? Right. Essentially, because she didn't know it was fake. Um, I think she did it out of spite, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Camille? Um, I mean, she even it's 
to me, this moment is actually very funny because I, I see Rosalie as like the brain cell of the Cullens a lot of the time. Like she's got to be like 75% of the reason no one's caught on to what's going on yet. Yeah. Again, she thinks things through. But I feel like this was like her moment of rashness. She saw this window of yeah. like, good, now things can go back to normal. Not realizing mm -hmm. what was going to come of it. It was mm -hmm. a very selfish moment on her part. And she, I mm. think, even admits that where she's like, I just wanted things to go back to the way they were. That's fair. Yeah. Kevin? No, I agree. I think, like I said, I think it's a moment of spite. Like, she just wanted to get things, like, stop being so mopey, Romeo, or, I mean, Edward. Like, <laughs> pull yourself together. <laughs> you don't right? think like, there was some form of her saying, I need to tell him this, because if I didn't tell him this, it would be the wrong moral move? Like, I get she wanted things to go back yeah, to normal, but, but what other if I knew something like that, you know I would tell. You know he's in, though. I know. I know. Like, that is a good point. Like, she could see what he was going through like, and how much it would hurt him. Why not get the full story before you just spout off oh hey guess what <laughs> like your girlfriend right. ain't here no more <laughs> right. like i don't know like uh, Alice, she makes some, right some dumb decisions going to investigate whereas rosalie was just like i don't care about the situation so i'm just going to be stay here in my um where I, f I feel like she might have been in africa or something i'm gonna stay here and not worry about it and just kind of like inform the family but not know the whole story behind yeah and she definitely set off a bomb oh, with yeah. what she did here and I think she knows Edward well enough to know how he would respond to that. So mm -hmm. you really have to think about what she was doing in that moment. Like, I, I wonder if she even really thought about how much it would impact him. Um, it's a big question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not her strongest moment. <laughs> no. Definitely probably the worst moment on Rosalie's part in the series. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Um, what is, now that we're talking about strongest, uh, what is the strongest and weakest trait of their relationship? I think we already kind of talked about one being their physical nature. Like they are just very passionate people. They express their love in that manner. That's how they show their love. They're always touching each other. They're always clinging on each other. They're the most expressive of their love in the Cullen family. So I think mm -hmm. that might be their strongest feature, um, but there might be others. I think a really strong feature is kind of what we were talking about, how they kind of just let each other be. They still mm. have their own very individual identities while still having this separate identity of being a pair which I think is something that's really admirable in any relationship. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's it's not only the independence, it's the mutual respect, it's the passion, it's all of these things when it comes to their strongest traits is that they care so deeply about each other that they're willing to look past any differences that they might have. Um, and then the weakest trait of their relationship I think maybe sometimes they make they try to respect each other so much that they avoid certain conflict that needs to happen. <laughs> um, so like 
there's a moment I think in Midnight Sun where Emmett is like bugging Edward to like figure out why Rosalie is mad and it's like bro just go ask her like <laughs> stop poking Edward right now um and go like talk to your lady and mm-hmm. I think it's because he's kind of afraid of her anger a little bit like <laughs> he doesn't want to <laughs> yeah he knows that he's that she's an ember and she doesn't want to stoke the fire <laughs> yeah he doesn't want to stoke the fire which I'm like dude if you're gonna be you know on one end of the spectrum like latching on to her passion you know in certain ways you gotta do it in both ways you gotta like yeah. well-roundedly engage with that passion um I think that's probably the weakest trait I can find, unless you guys have other thoughts. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I do feel like there are times where they kind of make allowances yeah. for each other's like um, negative traits, where they're just like, oh, well, that's... Rosalie's just like that sometimes. It's like, <laughs> hey, maybe it, this might be a good time to pull her aside and say, can you maybe chill? Cool for yeah. like five minutes <laughs> uh, i do think it's just i do see that a little bit where it's like mm-hmm. making a lot of allowances for behavior that may be completely unacceptable to everyone yeah. else yeah 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 true i think they're both big-headed too in their own way like he's like oh i'm so strong oh you can't fight me i'm the best and she's just like oh i'm so beautiful everyone loves me like they both have their big heads that they're toting around so i think that might be their one of another aspect of them that's um, yeah they don't humble each other really ever (laughs) (laughs) they don't bring the other person down to earth very often i think they both try to push each other up 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 and it's like okay come down here like (laughs) everyone else is here uh but yeah cool okay so we also learned that Rosalie was turned with the idea in mind that Edward would have a partner, but he never saw her in that way. So what are your thoughts here, and why don't these two matches work out? Um, I think um, there's a lot of... It did feel very arranged, and I think that was something that they both were like, absolutely not. I mean, Emmett... I mean, not Emmett. Um, Edward was immediately like brooding (laughs) he was broody he was moody he was like a very mr darcy moment like she's pretty enough but not to me and um she was like more sustenance (laughs) she's like i literally just got out of this really horrible horrible relationship that was not fully arranged but highly encouraged right and again it feels like her decision is being fully removed Mm-hmm. So I do think it was just like a matter of you two are going to be together. And they were both like, nope, not happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think with with Rosalie, it was terrible timing to try and get her to love anyone. But especially someone who's brooding like Edward in general. Like <laughs> Edward is, like I said, more subdued. He He's more attracted to someone with a little bit of wit like Bella, who's a little bit more reserved like Bella um, who is a little bit less judgy and a little bit less like headstrong and passionate like yeah. Bella. And not that um, she doesn't have a mind of her own but he is also looking does. for someone that has more of a willingness to compromise no but like he pursues his music mm-hmm. like he wants someone that like he can mentally engage with yeah and she doesn't have that 
Not that she... At least not the same thing. She's not interested in the same thing. Correct. That he is, for sure. And I think, like, she doesn't super, you know, get along with Edward in this way because they also don't share passions. Like, mm-hmm. and Edward kind of, like, I, he's, you know, attractive, so I think she might like that about him. But other than that, he's not, like, macho. He's not, like, you know, he's not like Emmett. And it's amazing that she pretty much knew. I think it's, like, explained that when she met Emmett, she brought him to Carlisle and said, save him. I love him. And she, like, didn't even really know him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I I think that's amazing is that I think they knew. They they were the love at first sight couple. Yeah. Rosalie and Emmett. And, again, bring up Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> we have Rosaline, who is, oh, yeah. whose name is very similar to Rosalie. So... Um, he he kind of gets a little broody when she like says no. Well, doesn't she doesn't necessarily say no, but like they don't work out, right? There's a reason why they don't work out and they don't work out. And he's all broody and wanting someone, and she finds someone. She goes off and and ends up with Emmett, and so he's the only one out of the Cullen clan that doesn't have his person. Mm-hmm. So we have that broodiness of him, just like wanting something else in the world and that's the same way that romeo kind of gets is like when she doesn't love me back when <laughs> like <laughs> she, he gets all of that like dark do you teach it that way in the face like the, e- the emo kind of guy <laughs> I, you, I get very expressive with my romeo is that sword say. behind you being used to oh, teach yeah. romeo and juliet oh yeah that's the death sword whoever wields it dies Oh, whoever wields it dies. Yeah, oh, that's of, exciting. Because the rest of my swords are just paper swords, so that's like the good sword. So whoever uh-huh. wields the good sword dies. Dies. Okay, that's great. <laughs> it's irony there. <laughs> this is wonderful to learn about. Um, any other thoughts there? Um, did I answer the question? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Think cool. So. All right. So during the Colin Volden, what I was going with there, during the Colin voting ceremony in New Moon, why does Rosalie choose not to vote for Bella to join the family? Meanwhile, Emmett decides to vote against her, but all other couples vote the same way. What does this say about their relationship? I actually really admire couples who can disagree and not have an impact um, Mm on their relationship. I'm, I always find it kind of weird when, um, I talk to other couples and they're like, oh yeah, we never disagree on anything. I'm like, okay, which one of you is bending over? Who's Wh- which, <laughs> which one of you is biting their tongue? Cause I think it's very healthy to disagree on things. And I think it's even healthier that it doesn't really appear to, um, impact them. It, um, it's one of those things where it's like, we're both entitled to our opinion. And in this case, those opinions are different and mm. that's okay. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like I and I love it especially from a couple that is so passionate and has such opinions. Like I I think it's great and really refreshing to see these two really passionate people able to come together and still love each other even though they completely disagree. Um why does Rosalie choose to not vote for her to join the family? It's what we've been talking yeah, we'll be about. Right she thinks that we'll Bella is making a rash it. decision. She doesn't want her to be forced into the, or doesn't want her to make this decision and then feel later on resentful towards Regret, Edward. Yeah. Um, more than anything, I think it comes from her experience as, you know, not having been able to choose her turning into a vampire. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I, I, I'm not going to really touch upon that piece because we already kind of mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I, I think it does show uh, almost a strong side to their relationship, but also they are the only couple. So do we see a weaker aspect of them too? Like, I don't know what to make of the situation. Um, I don't, like, are they the strongest couple because they don't disagree with each other? Or, excuse me, because they disagree with each other? Or, like... I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think that there are times, like, in this moment, where they're actually not saying anything because they respect each other. I think there are times in other moments when especially Emmett is afraid of her reaction and chooses (laughs) not to... Not to do because in this case, if he was trying to avoid her reaction, he would have just voted with her right. and been like, "Yeah, whatever, not dealing with it." But and he's like, "Yeah, I want a sister." He made his Let's own go. choice. Yeah, he made his own choice, and they respected that each other made that choice. And they could have had conversations about it afterwards that we didn't see. You never know. Um, but at least in that moment, it wasn't like a hmm. He said this, and I said that, and I'm grumpy, and like all of that. You know what I mean? I think there is a little bit of. Uh, glaring going on when a little he does glaring make a that, little huffiness <laughs> when he does make that choice how dare you defy me <laughs> but uh, you know what actually i want to know what they were talking about after this moment like that would be a great fan fiction like a one shot maybe mm-hmm. just like <laughs> emma and rosalie fighting after this and then making up because they're very passionate <laughs> yeah um okay So next, how does uh, Rosalie and Emmett's past affect their relationship? I think they both came to very brutal ends. I I don't know that I'd call them the most brutal of the Cullens, but very bloody, very uh, traumatic in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of, I would not be surprised if that's something they can kind of connect on where it's like, my last moments were absolutely miserable. I mm. truly was like, this is how I die, which is a horrible way to go. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, um, especially where Rosalie saved Emmett, that they've got that, again, back to the point I made at the very beginning, he calls her his angel um, and sees her right, she as saved the person. She was the person who saved him when there wasn't, really anyone like that there to save her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think more than anything it's rosalie's past that impacts her like we don't get a ton of like emmett's past which i would love to learn more about his past i want that yeah (laughs) besides the bear Um, attack besides the bear attack but i think you're right like in their moment of trauma like they definitely probably bonded on that Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to their relationship i think rosalie's past probably impacts it more and i think it comes down to the idea of Emmett as a protector um a protector and a respecter the two things that her fiance in her human life was not yeah um someone who would not protect her and someone who absolutely did not respect her opinion and her autonomy all of these things um so Emma is the complete opposite of this guy, right? He he worships her. He lets her do her own thing. Um, but at the end of the day, he is a natural-born protector. He is the big brawny guy of the Cullens. And I think that more than anything, you can see Rosalie really, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's the only guy I could see her with is the protector. Mm. Um, 
because a big brawny happy dude that's who i think she deserves yeah no i i agree i I think she she died without love or with what she thought was love being taken from her superficial love Yeah. yeah um so not to say that she's looking for that in her new life but when she finds it she's like elated she's so excited and overblown um and like camille said they were both at their weakest moments and granted all of them were at their weaker moments because um i mean it was uh carlisle's choice to not create people out of um harm but out of good so um they were all near death situations that they were um transformed i guess you would call it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think we don't get as much of emmett's past but we know that he was brutalized and um to have someone there to save his life and then to wake up and real like have this golden uh halo shining brightly aura of a beauty queen standing over him i mean like <laughs> what more can you want <laughs> what do you want yeah very true <laughs> um so i don't know they just their past really show what they want in this new life together um she like you said she wants someone who can just listen to her and not put her down or um take advantage of her and he just wants someone that you know will be by his side even through thick and thin that's great before you go into the next question Devin, i have a random question to throw out there that i'm surprised we haven't asked on every episode yet um camille and also Devin. What is your favorite book and your favorite movie in the series? Oh my gosh, we haven't asked this question. Can you believe that? Wow. I can't. Camille, what's yours? I have I think my favorite movie is probably Eclipse. Mm. My favorite book is probably just the original Twilight book. Um, yeah. Just because, I don't know. I, I'm it's a OG. sucker for first books. I'm a sucker for first <laughs> books. But Eclipse was really well done. Although I do love the indie feel of the first Twilight movie as well. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Devin? Um, I don't know. Book-wise. Okay. Let me process. Um, I f- Are we including Midnight Sun? Yes. Hmm. Now we make it even more difficult. (sighs) I don't know. I think I will have to agree that I think the original um, for the book is probably a nice um, intro to this world in a sense, which I like. It sets us up with the families. It kind of gives us a little bit of them, but not necessarily an overabundance. It doesn't go crazy. So there's a lot more to learn about this whole new world, this whole new family and everything. So I think it gives us just the right amount to really still be engaged and want to follow Bella along in her journey. Um, I don't really care for the second one, if I'm honest. (laughs) Nope. Makes me sad. Uh, Movie-wise, 
Um, it's been a while since I watched them, to be quite honest. But I know that I really enjoyed um, Breaking Dawn Part 2 because of... Um, I don't know. It's when they get all these new people and there's new powers and the fight that isn't really a fight. And I don't know. I think it was really well constructed. I think that one, Mm -hmm. like they finally did it. Like they made it in their final one. Um, What about you, Steph? I can't decide between Breaking Dawn and Midnight Sun for my favorite books. Because, yes, I love the whole series, Eclipse. Eclipse is great because you got a lot of the history of the Collins. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, but I, I just really, really, it was a page turner for me. Breaking Dawn was a page turner. I don't know um, if I really liked that we got Jacob's perspective or not. I I, I, liked I was it. like if if we got other people's perspectives throughout the entire series I'd be fine Maybe. with it. But mm-hmm. because she just threw it in in her last one I was like okay. Like It certainly made me wish for more of it, but I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy getting a little bit at least No, a I, under, taste I understand the reasoning behind it and right. explaining more of the imprinting and how it works and I think it was getting, needed to explain it, the imprinting. It was definitely needed. I <laughs> It was definitely needed. Um, but, but I don't know yeah. if she should have done something prior if she was going to include Maybe. it in her fourth book. Maybe. But I really liked it, and I loved Midnight Sun. I really, really mm. loved Midnight I Sun. To like, put it next to the Twilight book and just like, oh, it was so good. And then movies, I would actually say Breaking Dawn Part 1 because mm. the wedding oh, yeah. and the honeymoon and all the fun things <laughs> the baby uh the yeah the creepy baby <laughs> but either way i just wanted to throw that in because i thought i would forget about it if i didn't bring it up yeah, now and I'm also really we should have been asking this whole time that. yeah very well, sad thank you camille for dealing with my random question <laughs> we'll put that out on instagram maybe <laughs> Devin, next question. Yeah. Um, so how does... Ro- oh, no. We already did that one. Just yes. kidding. Um, during Bella's pregnancy, Rosalie's character shifts. Why the sudden change? She wanted a baby real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, either Bella survives this and we all get a baby or Bella dies. And, and I get we baby. all still get a baby, but mostly <laughs> me. <laughs> yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> and he's, she's also helping her with a choice that she... She approves of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, again, this is another situation that Rosalie could be like, this is a... You're rushing into this. <laughs> like, you're making a bad choice. This is a life or death situation. And yet right. she still decides not to. So I don't know... I think Rosalie here understands that more than anything that Bella is going to lose her opportunity to ever have a baby again because Mm -hmm. Bella's already impacted by this child and most likely no matter what choice they would have made it would have impacted Bella to some degree. Um, So I think like Rosalie knowing Bella's future of being a vampire like she's probably thinking look one, I want a baby. <laughs> but two, <laughs> like, two, you will never have this opportunity again, probably. Uh, because, mm-hmm. one, Edward, if they, you know, didn't end up having Renesmee, Edward would never, like, t- 
touch Bella again, basically, until she was a vampire. Um, because you saw how freaked out he was. Um, yeah. And two, like, if Bella became a vampire, she wouldn't. She physically couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I think Rosalie just took, latched on to, like, the mystery of this moment and said, to hell with the mystery, like, we're making this happen because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you. Um, so I think that's why we see her character shift, also because she wants a baby. Um, but... What I do love is you get to finally see the side of passionate Rosalie that stands up for you and isn't tearing mm, you down. I agree because there with are that. two sides of that to her, right? There's the side that's like, I'm going to give you my worst looks and make you feel terrible because I disagree. And then there's a side of her that's like, I'm going to fight everyone off for you because I'm supporting you and I'm your advocate. And I and love how it's good to see. I love how Bella went to her first. Like, she made the phone call to Rosalie above all other colons. Like, she could have said, she could have called Alice up, her close bestie. But no, she knew that Rosalie would be the one that backs her up on this. Yep. 100%. 100%. Rosalie can either be your best friend or your worst enemy, worst and quite enemy. frankly, it's yeah. up to you. <laughs> yeah, and Bella in this moment really took advantage of the best friend situation with Rosalie. Yeah. She's like, Rosalie loves babies. Okay, Rosalie, help. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to our final question, and I think <gasps> I know the Gasp. answer already. Uh, but So do we ship it, Camille? Yes, it's just, yeah, it, it's very cute. Like, despite all of its flaws, which every good relationship has its um, oh, yeah, moments, for sure. um, it's just very, I think, at its core, wholesome and pure. Very good. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. Um, I think that Rosalie and Emmett are pretty much the most obvious ship. Well, Pretty much them and then Jasper and Alice. They're very, like, solid ships in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I have no questions or qualms about either of them. So, that's where I'm at. I feel like of all of the colons, maybe the most surefire one would be Carlisle and Esme. Oh, yeah. I always forget about them when I'm thinking about it. So, really, we're just like Bella and Edward. (laughs) We're not sure. (laughs) Um, but no, I, I, I do see the value and I see the hardship that both of these um, these two go through. Um, mm-hmm. And you get the sense that there is more meat onto these bones rather than um, just like this. Oh, I'm the football guy and she's the supermodel, like the kind of vibe that we would we would normally get from this right. kind of relationship. Like there is more to them, which I like. Um, yes, I wish we got more. Well. Of Emmett? More Emmett. Yeah, more Emmett. <laughs> we want it. We want Please. it. <laughs> but yeah, oh, overall, yes, I ship it. Great. Okay, so awesome. Thank you both. Um, now let's hear from some of our commenters. Yes, yes. So our first comment comes from Amanda, and she says... Love their relationship in the books, but the movie actors were poorly cast. Too much fake hair and makeup, and they just had no chemistry. (laughs) Okay, I'll agree with the hair and makeup bit at least. (laughs) Spicy take. But I kind of think they cast them pretty well, actually. But I I agree about the chemistry thing sometimes. Like, I think maybe it was just the way it was written, but I actually thought they were pretty, they at least looked pretty perfect. Emmett didn't have his curly hair. Disappointed. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But I mean, it, it kind of, it's kind of 
like, I don't know, if uh, if Ron didn't have red hair, like, I don't know, like, is it? It would be a big deal. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I feel I like I don't know if Emily, or Emily, oh my god, I don't know if Emmett is that, like, big of a character in the story, that really, the curly hair changes stuff. Right. With Ron, it's like he's part of the Weasleys, and if he didn't have red hair, you'd be like, who was what Molly is going on sleeping here? with? Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, with Emmett, it's a little bit more. I, I get it though. Like, we love the books, mm-hmm. so we want them to look exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, our next comment comes from Elena. Hello, Elena. She says they are the perfect match for each other. Emmett is intense in everything she wants in a man. He's the fire to her calm. Um, he makes her more passionate and wild. It's amazing how they found their perfect match, even with a seemingly terrible life. I like that. Yeah, That's I a good agree. Way to put they it. had a very rough start, meaning yeah. start of their vampire ship in a sense. Um, but they made the most out of it. Yes, light they did. spot, light spot in a dark t- situation. Absolutely. You're right. I love it. Okay, our last comment here comes from Taylor. One half of the Book Was Better podcast. Thank you for your comment, Mm -hmm. Taylor. Shout out to the Book Was Better. Um, And she says, they are my favorite Twilight couple. Badass Blonde and Himbo is a chef's kiss. Great combination. (laughs) (laughs) They complement each other's weaknesses and strengths and helped each other overcome trauma. So true. Yes, Taylor. (laughs) You're right. Yes, thank you so much for sending that in, Taylor. Yep, and of course, um, as always, if you like what you're hearing or you have comments, please rate and review. We really appreciate that. It really does help. Um, and a big thank you to Camille for joining us today. It was super fun. Yes, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much, Camille. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Oh, I'm so oh, yay. glad. <laughs> Um, But yes, thank you so much. And as always, please engage with us on Instagram and social media. And please reach out if you ever have comments or ideas. Um, You can send them to our email at weshpitpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us um, on social media. Anytime. Yep. Thank you all so much for listening. I got luckier than I deserved. Emmett is everything I would have asked for if I'd known myself well enough to know what to ask for. He's exactly the kind of person someone like me needs. And oddly enough, he needs me too. Bye, shippers. Bye, guys.